Good morning. Welcome to the Bar Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I absolutely appreciate it. Um, you can get involved with this uh, uh, service or topic by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND, or you can email church at bondaction.org. No, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, all right? And put your name in town, name in town. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. What is our uh, subject, our theme for this year? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. Uh, being aware. Being aware. Yes. Uh, what's our theme for this year? It's behind you. Endure. Endure. How do you know? You see the sign? <laughs> she said, right there, the sign, right there. <laughs> I need to be aware. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll just tell you what I need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> being aware. The sign is slapping her in the face. I asked a good friend yesterday, what's the theme for this year? And I think he gave me somewhat the same kind of answer, being a something. I'm like, that's not the theme for this year. You've been seeing this sign all year, and you don't remember what it is. This year is almost up, and we've been talking about enduring. And uh, I, I want to finish up the, uh, the prayer issue. And then if we have time, I want to know, have anyone uh, been able to endure and overcome this whole year? Because if you haven't done it by now, it's not going to happen, I don't think. At least not this year. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry? Two or three weeks. Well, things can change at the instant of a uh, flashing of an eye or some batting of an eye. So you still have a little time. But hopefully, you know, you've been doing and, and all of you are well. You don't really need me anymore. Hopefully that's the case. I want to finish up on prayer. Have you been thinking about prayer? Yes. God said that he, uh, when we pray, there's a proper way of prayer. And a lot of people pray, but their prayers are not being answered. They're really not being answered. And I've come to realize that the reason that their prayers are not being answered because they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to pray. And we started a dialogue last um, week before last, but we didn't finish. And then last week we dealt with Thanksgiving. Last week was a good meeting, right? Anybody remember what happened last Sunday? We really put the women down last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we deal with the women is always good. It's like we finally get it back at them. No, I'm kidding. Uh, let's go to the prayer thing here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, John, do me before I get rolled. Do me a favor here and turn to Matthew. You wanted to know about this prayer thing. I don't have the Bible. You don't have the Bible? No, sir. Did you bring your cell phone? Yes, sir. <laughs> But no Bible. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, um, we talked about prayer two weeks ago. Have you guys been thinking about it at least? Yes. You have been thinking about it. What did you come up with? Uh, well, there's, uh, like I said Nothing. two weeks ago, uh, well, yeah. 
So the answer is nothing? Several, several aspects to it, but let me just uh, say one thing. Prayer is really important, very important. No, don't tell me that. What did you come up with? Yeah, well, that realization that how important prayer really is. How important is prayer? Very important. Why? Uh, well, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> it, it was real cute to say prayer is important, huh? And we're supposed to go, amen, and then walk away thinking this guy is holy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See how people trick you? Uh, you know what I was thinking about too this week? And this has nothing to do with you. It's just a thought that I had, and I was thinking about it. I realized this week, because I realized, you know, God said um, he wanted us to think on real things. Not about what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, where we're going to sleep, you know, who we're going to date and all that, right? But he wants us to think on real things. And the Bible talks about our hearts being wicked and that every man and woman's heart is wicked. And that is so true. It's hard to find a pure heart. Really. The heart is absolutely wicked. And the reason I thought about that this week because I had someone doing something for me. And they pretend like they were doing it for me, but they really were not doing it for me. They were doing it for themselves. But it looked like they were doing it for me, and they were so nice about it. And I realized they were really not doing it for me. They were doing it for themselves. This is going to benefit them. It's not just for me. And I was thinking, if I couldn't see this, I wouldn't believe that how wicked the heart is because people can pretend that they are doing something for you, and they're really not. It's not for you. Have you ever noticed that in your own life? 99.9999% of the time. People don't really do anything for someone else. There's something there for them. 99% of the time. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. Yes. If you haven't, I want to know. Don't be scared. I mean, this is fellowship. Yes. But because the heart is so wicked and deceiving, deceptive, it's hard for you to see how wicked your heart is and that nothing is legitimate for the most part. That is interesting, because this person is so nice and sweet, you would never think that they had a wicked heart. But the heart is wicked. But anyway, that's not my topic. Yes, ma'am. No, go ahead. I'll let you respond. It, it, uh, it is, uh, that's the way we're born. That's the way we come. And that's how we are able to come to God because of that wickedness. Yeah. But most people don't see that they have a wicked heart. Everybody thinks they're so nice and sweet, huh? How many wicked hearts here today? <laughs> <laughs> Only four wicked hearts. The rest of the hearts are pure. Okay. <laughs> tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. God said that when we pray. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I meant to say before. I don't know why I didn't come to mind. Oh, uh, you have thought of something now, huh? Well, no. Uh, it just happened to come to mind that I... Uh, I can't do anything of myself. All I can see is in my life what's going on, the problems that I have. Uh, and, you know, I, I need to pray for his help, to, you know, for his grace, for his... I, I mean, I need to... I want to pray for that so that he would help me, help me deal with life. And does it work? Yes. And do you pray? Yes. You pray every day? Yes, sir. Every day? Every day. Every day. Um, Patrick, I know my theme for next year already. Can you, if I tell you what you remember? I'll have to write it down. All right. 
<laughs> Behind every good black man is a good white man, so I have to let Patrick know everything. <laughs> uh, my theme is uh, trust truth. All right, for next year. Because most people do not trust truth. They really don't trust truth. Really, they really don't trust truth. I, I'm telling you, most people do not trust truth. So we're going to really deal with that next year. Uh, we're going to pound on it all year. You've got to trust truth. You really do. And it, when you trust it, it works. But back to prayer. So you, you think that you can fool me now? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You know what actually also? Uh, because it really does come to mind very, very often to me. I want to be close to, to, to my father. I really do. I want to be close to him. Right. That is really a desire in me that, uh, you know, that, uh, that yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Are you an honest man? Uh-oh. If it's taking that long, the answer is... No. no. <laughs> You're not an honest man. Uh, no, I didn't say that. No, oh, oh you did joke that. jokingly. Oh, okay. No. Are you an honest man? Uh, <clears throat> for the most part, yes, absolutely. For the most part? Yeah, you know what? So that means no? I, am I dishonest? No, I don't think I'm dishonest. So are you an honest man? Yes. You're an honest man? Yes. Not a deceiver? No. Okay. God said that when we pray, I'm going to read from, for you real fast here, Matthew uh, 6. And I'm going to start at um, 5. Who said 5? Right on. You read my mind? No, I'm oh, Okay. It says that, uh, and when you pray, do not uh, imitate the hypocrites. They love to say their prayers standing up in the synagogues and at the street corners for people to see them. In truth, I tell you that they have had their reward. But when you pray, go to your private room, shut yourself in, and so pray to your father who is in that secret place, and your father who sees all that is done in secret will reward you. And so the disciple was asking, well, you know, how do you pray? What's going on? And, he, and so he, he talked about the Lord's Prayer. And he said, well, how do you pray? And he said, here's how you do it. He said, in your prayers, do not babble as the Gentiles do. You know, anybody know what babbling is when you pray, you babble? Anybody ever done that? I used to babble all the time. Yes, yeah, sir. You know what babbling is when you pray? Yes. Do you do that? Okay, I used to do that. And what is babbling? Uh, so, uh, but uh, hanging on to work... Uh, Hanging on to what you meant to say, to me, and uh, to me, babbling is mentioning what you want or how, uh, how, what you believe you th feel. In short, hanging on to words. Yeah, right. And you don't do that anymore. No, uh, no. I think I trust uh, trust my father, uh, our Father in heaven, enough. So you don't do that anymore. No. Do you do the Lord's prayer? Lord's prayer, I. I remember the Lord's prayer. I remember the Lord's prayer in the heart. So, so to me, to me, there's. Um, so the answer is no. You don't do the Lord's prayer. No. Okay. Um, Babel. Have you ever babbled when you pray? Um, you know what that is. What? Just repeating something that you rehearsed. I can give you a good example of it. Okay. I used to pray. Uh, uh, okay, Lord. Let me see. Uh, you know. Uh, Lord, have mercy on me. Bless my father, my mother. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, 
Lord, I need a house. Times are hard. I need a little money. No, I don't do that. You know, you never asked Lord for money. No. Really? No. Wow. No wonder you're so wealthy. <laughs> uh, Lord, I need a job. I'm stepping out in faith, Lord. Give me a job. Anybody ever done that? <laughs> you said if you ask, Lord, you will receive. Anybody ever done that? Where you guys been? Now, I know the black people have done it. I'm sorry? You haven't been the same church as you've been. Really? So you, have you heard those kind of prayers? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, but you guys are so holy, you've not done them. Well, we know they don't work. Oh, yeah. so everybody here knows that those prayers don't work. Well, you got to be careful what you ask for, because you don't know if you can be asked. You can be asking something from really, I would say, the devil more so than what you want from God. Yeah, I used to always, but I was told to ask the Lord for my stuff. The preacher said, in the last church I attended, they really taught that you need to ask God for something. You know, you need to ask for it or you don't get it. But you guys have not been taught this. No wonder I've been so traumatized. No, we've been, well, we've been taught it, but we know that God, we just accept. Our, what we usually say is God's will be done. Right. That's what, you know. Well, you were fortunate because your mother woke up while you were a child. So that's why you didn't go through it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but did your mother or father teach you not to ask for things? No, my, my mom taught me that's how you pray. We went to, I went to a Baptist church when I was growing oh, up. Oh, so they taught you to ask? Yes. Yeah. Well, I saw them, and that's how they were doing it, but I always felt in my spirit something's wrong here. Really? When they were hollering and screaming and falling on the floor, I was about five years old, and I remember looking at it and being scared. Yeah, that, this saying, is insane. Something's yeah. not right. <laughs> well, you're a blessed woman. Thank you. And especially since you got at such, a, at such an early age. Yeah, sorry. I had to suffer a long time before I finally caught on. Mm -hmm. I had a hard head. So he said, uh, do not babble like the Gentiles do. For they think that by using many words, they will make themselves heard. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. So you should pray like this. And then that's when he went on to teach them the Lord's Prayer. He said, uh, you should pray, our Father in heaven. Um, and, but the unfortunate thing, I think, is that they took this prayer and turned it into a prayer too. So they're still babbling and they don't realize it. Yes. Because they took this prayer and turned it into a prayer. And so you do have people saying the Lord's Prayer and it's still not working because he wasn't, he wasn't telling them this is what you should say. But he was telling you that this is the attitude that you should have. You should have an attitude or know that God is your father in heaven. You know, you should just know that. You know, like when you have your earthly father, if, they're good, if it's a good father, you don't have to go and pray to your earthly father, right? Because you know that he's going to take care of you. So you have a, a good attitude about your earthly father because you know he's going to take care of you. Um, our father in heaven, uh, may your name be holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. The problem is, is the will being done thing. Uh, most people don't trust or know what it means for God's will to be done. That's what the problem is. They, they, um, they, in their attitude, they say your will be done, but as soon as they're doing praying, they get out there and try to impose their will so that their will be done. And so in, in the moment you put your will into it, your ego, then God's will is not going to be done. But then a lot of times people go and pray and they say, Oh, Father, let your will be done. 
and then they get up and they'll go out and make something happen. They'll get a job, right? And then they'll come back and testify, oh, God gave me this job. But God had nothing to do with it. He really didn't. But, and so, and I think that's why a lot of people use physical things to testify about God. Because their will is still in operation and they don't know it. Um, what I realized in reading this and thinking about this this week, because I knew I was going to talk about it, is that what I realized about the will and I realized about self, myself, because the most powerful thing you can do is to know thyself. I realize as I'm maturing in this, I like this mature, this spiritual growth. It is so deep, but yet so simple. I realize that, that uh, I don't even have a will. I don't have a will. And none of us have a will. But most people think, how many, oh, I shouldn't have said that because everybody's going to say, oh yeah, I don't have a will. <laughs> how many people have a will? Oh, you do have a will. Thank you for not trying to trick me. <laughs> Just repeating back what I said. And before, so you do have a will, huh? So I'm wrong about this will thing, right? Yes. Hey, Sherry, you raise your hand? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Up until now, you thought you had one? Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you have a will? Yes. You, and what is your will? Well, my will now, when I went to AA, they had sick uh, steps. The first thing I seen when we used to go study that is uh, to pray for his will for me and the power to carry that out. Right. But I have prayed when I'm in a desperate situation, like for my grandson to get better. He's in the hospital. But now I just say, your will be done, you know, whatever. A lot of people say that, you know, you, you know what, God, I'm sick of this, your will be done. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so cute, huh? Oh, that's a holy person. Mm -hmm. and, and that is so easy to say, but so hard to do. Well, I don't say it now, I right. just think it. Right. Your will be done, because I've heard all of this. Oh, okay. So right. I, I sort of know so now. So he's telling us that our prayer, our attitude is to recognize that he's our father. And we want his will to be done, not our will, but your will be done. And so I just want to just talk about this little will thing for a minute. Baby, you have a will? Uh, no. You don't have a will? No. What happened to it? I don't know. <laughs> you had one? Flew away somewhere. Uh, no, I just, there's a good will and there's a bad will. I'm, there's a... You've never had a will? Oh, yeah, I have. Well, no, I, I think I've been under a compulsion to do bad. I'll come back most, to you. Most Hold of my that life. thought. I'll come back to you. And, and you have a will with, with the glass of here? Yeah. And, and what's your will? What does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah. How do you know you have one for sure? Because it's what I want to do. It's what you want to do. So in your will, you're doing what you want to do. Correct. I can't hear you. Correct. And what is it that, give me an example of what you do with your will that you want to, do you also do the things you don't want to do with your will? Not most of the time. No. Sometimes you do? Sometimes I do. Give me an example of something you do with your will that you don't want to do and it's wrong to do. That's wrong to do? Yes. Um, like not come to church, like it would be my will not to, to stay in the bed and not come to church, but 
That's not wrong. <laughs> that would be wrong for, for me because that's my will. That's what I want to do. But there's nothing wrong with not going to church. Oh, well, I've always been taught that. So. I'm sorry? So I've always been taught that. So. I know, huh? You've been lying to me. Really. I've been taught the same thing. And when I was younger, I used to feel guilty if I didn't go. Like, oh my God, I'm going to have a bad week. I didn't go to church. You were lying to me. There's nothing wrong with going to church. But there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to church, but there's nothing wrong with not going either. You know, did you know that when Christ was around, he never built a church? It's only when they started writing the Bible that he built a church, that the church came about. But uh, because our body is the temple of the Lord, not the church. But you're right. When you're black, that's the second thing they ask you. What's your name? Do you go to church? Did you know that? Hey, how you doing? What church you belong to? It's like, and they're so, and, and these folks that ask about the church, they're so messed up. You're thinking, well, if you go to church, and I don't, it looks like I'm doing a little better here. But so you feel like you have a will, right? And, 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 uh, tell me again what it looked like, your will. I don't know what it looks like. And, you don't know. And where did you, where did you get it from? My mind. Your mind gave you a will? I can't hear you. It's not a test. I, I don't know where you got it from. I've always had it. You've always had it? Okay. Um, and you have your own will. And you say you have your own will too? Yes. And what does it look like? It doesn't look good. What does I, it look? Well, I, it, I, I, try it to be I try to be discerning. Yeah, it can be. It can be me? Yeah. It, can it be nice too? Yeah. <laughs> So at time you will to be mean and you will to be nice. Mm -hmm. You're in control of the thing. Pretty much, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And why would you decide to be mean? But it's mostly time? nice. Though. It's it, mostly it's nice. nice. Yeah. Just some mornings when you wake up. Mean. No, no, no. In the afternoon at lunchtime. No. When no. do you decide with your will to be mean? Um, when when other energy or forces uh, are. <clears throat> come in my direction or affect me and it's not good and then I'm thinking well why did they do that to me or why you know so I may get off on a thought tantrum of thinking you know I didn't deserve to be treated that way or something like that. So you decide I'm going to be mean now. Well I don't decide I'm going to be mean I just first feel the hurt of maybe what was done to me and, and then slowly I think the meanness creeps in and I want to get revenge. Your will control do you control your will or control you? I control it. You control it. Yeah. You can get rid of it. You can you can tell it what to do. Yes. Go sit down. Yes. Shut up. I can I can shut it off. And, and yeah. And where'd you get it from? Um, I, I I believe just being born in sin. Oh. Yeah. So you were born in sin, and from that you created a will. I believe the will came with it. With the sin. Yes. And you like this will? No, I don't. Why don't you get rid of it since you're in I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. But if you're in control, why hold on to it at all? Well, it catches me off guard. All of a sudden, I find myself... But it's yours. Yeah, that's true. How is it catching you off guard? Because I don't have control of everything else around me. So, I just find myself... So you just have this will you're controlling, but nothing else around you? No. I'm saying because of other things that may affect me, then that's when my will 
starts to <laughs> kind of take off on its own, and it may not always be great. Oh, that sounds a little confusing to me. But but the will people understand that. You understand what she's talking about, right? Yes. What is she talking about? Impatience. You have a will too? Yes. Is it your own will? Yes. And, and what is it? Impatience. Did you get it from her? or you? Um. Where did yours come from? <laughs> did it come from, from your mother? A little bit, but it's, I mean, I'm grown now, so I, right. you know, that's, that's on me. Right, so where did it originate from? <coughs> um. hmm. And see, these are the things, let me just tell you guys this. These are the things that God wants you to think about so you can really see what's going on. I'm telling you. Because things are happening in your life and it's not what you think. It really not. Look how they stumbling about the will thing. But people walk around and say, you know what, I'm a, I got my will, I'm pretty cool. You know, my will, I do what I want. You don't tell me what to do. But you need to think about these things. I'm telling you, it will blow your afro off. And if you're white, it'll turn your straight hair into afro, <laughs> where you can see what's going on. It's so deep, but so nice. But anyway, it's your will. So when you pray to God, do you ever pray this prayer? Our Father, which art in heaven, that will be thy name, that thy will be done. I don't think I've really done that since school. Oh, so, but have you ever said to God, let your will be done? Yes. <laughs> but why say that to him if you have your own will? <laughs> don't you like your will? No, it never works out. <laughs> oh, so why not get rid of it if it doesn't work? It, and since uh, it's yours and you're in control. Yes, it's, it's, it's a practice that I have to keep working on to just let things go and stop being in control of things and being more patient. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, you know, I know better, but it's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes. I mean, it's hard, but, you know, I, either I'm going to keep suffering <laughs> through my own will right. or I'm either going to let go. And let God oh, okay. let it be. All right. That is so interesting. Yes, ma'am. You want to comment on this? Me? Uh-huh. No. When you, have you prayed the Lord's Prayer, let your will be done? Yes, all the time. But why you ask him to let his will be done if you have your own? Why would you do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, because I, I know I want to be happy, and I know the only way to be happy is, is allowed I know, but if you have your own will and you're in control of it, why can't you make yourself happy? Well, my own will is just a, a practice of doing things the bad way and the wrong way, and, 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 I, and it doesn't help, and it doesn't benefit, and it hurts, and it doesn't feel good, and oh. the results are messy. It's all like a marriage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I know God's will is the best. And okay. I love the way this. The only way to be happy. But you won't let that wheel go. Well, I'm working on it. Oh, okay. Did you have your hand? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I can see. Uh, you have a wheel. Yeah. Okay. You have a wheel. It comes out as uh, impatience and uh, anger. All right. But I don't see how. I don't necessarily see that I have a will to make things to do nice things. <laughs> but I definitely see it coming out of anger and impatience. I know that that's that's my will. And one thing about that wheel that the wheel that people have. It's not a nice will. It's very selfish. Remember I said early that most people are deceptive and that everything they do, even when they say they're doing something nice for you, they're really not. It's for them. It's hard to find a person on earth, and I'm sure it exists, 99.9% .9 don't, 
But if you think about it, I, and, I, and the reason I'm bringing these things out because I want you to get to know yourself to see how wicked you really are and how selfish you are in that wickedness, and then you deceive yourself about it. Oh, I'm doing this because I'm nice. I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because I'm your parent. I'm doing this because I'm your you know, employee or you're my boss. It's all lies. It's a game. You're not being honest. It's really not the truth. That's why next year our theme is going to be trust true. Yes, sir. I was going to say, I, you know, I was kind of watching that of myself, and then uh, I think a couple weeks ago you said that the anger of the man is that of the woman. Yes. And that kind of stuck with me, and like the last two weeks, I've had so many instances that have shown me, I mean, I was at the post office the other day, I had an incident that showed me that. That is so true. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. If you get to know yourself, you'll see that the anger that's inside of a man is unnatural. That's why with men who are angry, when you see them angry, they act just like a woman. They don't, have you ever seen a manly man, angry manly man? No. Have anybody ever seen an angry manly man? Because that's not his nature. That's his mother's nature inside of him. Oh, he act, that's a female nature. It's unnatural for men to be angry. Men are not naturally that way. It really. Now, you're not going to hear this in your regular churches because if, a, if the preacher said the nature, the anger that's inside of a man is that of a woman, he gonna, the uh, donation plate going down. <laughs> <laughs> the women are not going to pull out the purses when they pass the plates. And the preachers know that, and they love the money more than they love you being free. I want you free, really, because you know what? I have no doubt about God. If I do the right thing, he's going to take care of me. So I don't have to lie to you. You don't need to like me. I don't need to like you. As a matter of fact, it's a little easier on me if you don't like me. That way we don't have to hang out. You know, I can, you know me, put your troubles on me. So I don't need to be like, I want you to be free. I'm a free man because I'm seeking after him and I care about what is right more than anything else. I used to be a weak female kind of a man. You know, get angry and carry on and act out and need another woman's love and and uh, I had a I had a guy on my radio show yesterday, uh, Friday. He said that uh, we need a woman's touch. Anybody hear that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Woo! But I understand it. We need a woman's touch. How many guys need a woman's touch? Oh, you won't admit it now, huh? <laughs> you know you need it. You said yes, huh? And why do you need a woman's touch? Because I feel the completion with my woman. Wow. You've been, and that is so powerful but so true. That is so true. And that's why men become weak and pathetic. Because, they, because of the hatred that they have for the woman. Uh, for their mothers, they, need, they keep going back to this woman trying to be completed because you become attracted to what you hate. So you, you need to keep going back to it to try to get that completion from it. That's out of fact, you're never going to get it. So you're right. That's why they need that woman's touch because they want to feel completed. So it's not God that's completing them. It's that woman touch. And that's why she's going to drive you in the ground because you need her. And there's some because that's your God. Whatever completes you, become your God. And the moment that she becomes your God, death is your next do at your doorstep. Because she can't handle that. 
It's a wrong God. Uh-huh. There's a song that says, keep on using me until you use me up. Huh? Yeah. But no, that's the wrong thing, buddy. And, and, and then a man who needs a woman's touch frustrates this woman because a woman, women don't like men like that. She can't complete, she doesn't want to complete me. But yet she does want to, but she doesn't want to. And then she does want to, but she doesn't want to. And she does, but she doesn't. But you don't need that. She needs your touch. And you need Christ's touch. That's the completion. As Christ is completing you, it triggers down to your woman. But if it come up from her, it coming out of the wrong place, brother. <laughs> you fill in the dots. Okay. What do you think about that? Well, then... I mean, if, if we're looking at the Bible, then I would, I would question then why did God give Adam Eve? Not for her touch. But because he was lonely. No, he wasn't lonely. He was alone, but not lonely. Okay. He, um, and, and that's a story I get into that another day. Alone. But let me just tell you, it's short, because I got to go back to the prayer thing here. In short, the reason he created... Um, Eve, I mean Eve to go with Adam so that he can create love so that love could be by choice and not by force and, and as long as he were creating man with his hand, man had no choice but to love him, he had no other choice but he needed to for Adam to fall away from him so he could create you and me so somehow or another we can start loving him by choice and not by force but I get more into that, but that's why but and, and so men, when you hear these lying preachers saying that Eve was lonely, or Adam was lonely, or the man, Adam, right? Adam was not lonely, like some pathetic poor man. He wasn't lonely. And a lot of men use that too. Oh, I'm lonely. And so the Lord told me to go get a woman. It's such a shame. And, and, and there's nothing more worse than a lonely person. Lonely people make me sick. Don't lonely people make you sick, ladies? Have you ever seen a man, I'm lonely, I need you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you get married? I was lonely. Oh. Not that kind of lonely, folks. He was alone, but not lonely. Okay? If you're lonely, you need to get on your knees and not beg the woman to marry you, but ask God to save you. Right. Let me move on with the prayer. Yes, ma'am. Uh, um, I, I just recognize the, you know, the willfulness in me. The other, the other Let that will be done. You're talking about your will. Yeah, right. But yeah. I mean, I noticed that willfulness is not my will. It's like this force that just forces you to do these things. Yes, and then you're like, oh, what are the, you know, and even because the other day I'm, really made myself sick. I got so angry because I, and I was being willful and I was like looking at it, I was like, that's not me, but I couldn't stop it. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that with people so dumb that they do bad things, they act out, but they think that it's them. You know, they take credit for it. I can't help myself. Or you made me do it. Or, you know, they take credit, they're out of control they're doing bad things. 
but yet they think that they are doing it. Nobody wants to do bad things. You know, if you are in control of your own will, you will make your will do all good things, at least for you, right? You may be bad to other people, but you wouldn't bring bad in your own life. Is that true or not? Yes. You know, the average mother wouldn't have a baby and then spend the rest of that baby 18 years of life messing up his life, being mean and impatient and angry. And, but it's something else that's making her do that. But she'll take credit for it or blame it on the man. Instead of saying, you know what, maybe something else is driving me here. What is causing me to do this? You know, but they'll come up with excuses and denial about it, which keep that will alive. I want to say that uh, um, in all truth, there is no you, and that will that is driving you is not your will, but it's your father, the devil's will. That's his nature, his identity inside of you, driving you, because we are a spirit, right? And so it is, it is his nature driving you to make you do the things that you don't want to do. Nobody want to be unhappy, but you're unhappy for no reason. And then you say, well, I'm unhappy because... You'll make up excuses rather than just seeing I'm unhappy and something's wrong with this. If I can make myself happy, I'll be happy. But your will is not your will. It's his will inside of you. And that's why you're subject to him and he makes you do the things that you don't want to do. The devil is your father. That's why God said you must be born again so that you can, he can give you a new identity or new nature so that his will can be done and not the devil's will that's in you. It's, there is no you. And you don't have a will. It's just this sin thing, this sin, this spirit, this identity lives inside of you and it is driving you. It's not you. And you have a bit of its nature because you're born into, when we all born, somebody mentioned we were born in sin. We are born into crazy sinful families. You know, the moment we, even while in the womb, because the mothers are so angry and mean and unhappy about things, you're already being, your will, your nature is already being changed to her anger, her nature. And so you're born into a crazy family. You start to hate that family, the pressure you're under. And so you are being imprinted with their identity, which is of the devil. And then you grow up and, and you become like them and you wonder, how did this happen? I don't want to be like them. But I'm acting like them because you have their will. You have the will that they have by hating them for it. That's why you can't hate. Because when you are angry, when you are resentful, you become like what you hate. And so you say to God, let your will be done. But you don't really mean it because you kind of mean it. But you don't really understand what you're saying. They're just words. As Obama said, just words, just speeches. They're just words. And you go to church and you pray about it. You sing about it, you shout about it, but you have no understanding. You don't have a will. It's the devil will in you that was passed down to you from your parents. And you get it by hating. That's why God said, that's why in this Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive me as I forgive others. It's an attitude. And so when you're sitting and you're, when you realize, this is why you got to get to know yourself. Because when you realize that you're really not in control and that you can't make your life change, you're not in control of anything, you stop trying. You give up trying. Then when you pray, 
you go into your prayer closet, you be still and let God's will be done. And so it's like an attitude. Forgive me, God, as I'm forgiving others. Because if you don't forgive, you're never going to enter into this kingdom of heaven that I'm talking about. You're going to always have this sinful, uh, evil nature that is of your father, the devil. You got to completely forgive so that his will can be done. Because when, when, and then when, when you lay down that other nature, which is of the devil, you're going to take on his nature, God's nature, and then he's going to control you. It, 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 like right now, the devil is controlling you, right? But when you're born again, then God is controlling you, so you're still not in control. You're not in control of anything. People who think that they're in control are of their father, the devil. That's why God said, well, in the Bible, God doesn't use cutes and little words like, oh, you're just traumatized, or, you know, it's just your father's fault or your mama's fault. He just said, you know what? You're of your father, the devil. You're a wicked person, and that's true. You're a wicked person because you're of your father, the devil, and he's of evil. Isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't seem too happy about it. <laughs> but see, the beauty of knowing this and accepting it and being honest about it, you'll change just like that. It's, but if you notice in this willful nature that you have, which is of your father the devil, you won't admit it. You'll make up excuses. You go in denial about it. You take a drink or you get fat off food or, you know, you just do something. Instead of just taking it, realize, wow, I am not in control. I'm a wicked person. When the last time you said to yourself, I'm a wicked person? Stop lying, boy. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm joking. People don't say, you know what? I am wicked. Forgive me. I'm wrong. I'm wicked. But if you can face that and then don't judge it as good or bad, you would change just like that. But your father, the devil, give you excuses to keep you there. Blame it on somebody else. It's not you. It's really not happening. I am really in control. Your devil keeps you, your devil. Your devil keeps you busy so that you don't ever face the truth about yourself. So when you pray, you have the wrong attitude about prayer. And now, because you think it's your will, you are God. So if it's your will, you're God. You don't need the real God. You can just will your life to do what you want. Yes, ma'am. Um... I have my grandson in the hospital having seizures and I can't stop him. Too bad. And a lot of people are praying for him in the church. You're saying that those prayers don't reach God? Most people's prayers are not reaching God because they're of their father, the devil. Mm -hmm. That's why when somebody calls me up and they're like mad at me, you know, they call me Uncle Tom, nigga, 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 sell out. You hate women, you hate your mama, you hate yourself. And then they say, I'm going to pray for you. I'm like, don't pray for me. Because <laughs> I know their prayers are coming straight out of hell. But what if they had any sense, how old is your, this person? He's 16. I brought him here before. If What needs to happen? He needs to forgive his mother and That's his father. I keep telling him. I'm telling If you want to be healed... I'm telling you, folks, you want to be well in life, you got to forgive. You got to let all of your anger go because that resentment you have, it brings on diseases. 
It brings on nothing but destruction. Right. Your body will have no peace, no nothing. No matter what, how much money you have, where you live, if you don't forgive, you bring all kind of... I said the other, I realized the other week, and I said it here, I think last Sunday, that if families were to be honest about what's going on in the families and, 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 and you know, forgive and cut out all the stuff they're doing, you would never need a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a preacher because you would be healed. You would have no anger. You would have no anger, and when you don't have anger, your body is at peace. And when your body is at peace, healing and everything else is possible. But people, that's why all these women run around talking about they have breast cancer. You know, all, everybody and mama got breast cancer. And sometimes I'm in the supermarket, and they have this little jaw thing that says, after they take your money for the grocery, they say, do you want to make a donation for breast cancer or cancer or something? I said, no. I said, you want me to tell you how to get over it? If women stop being hateful and resentful, then they won't have breast cancer. Why do you think so many of them got, they're angry? You don't realize that anger is of your father the devil and nothing in it but death. A peaceful person, a person with peace, you don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. If they, they have, I saw a, a report the other day where a little girl was a schizophrenic, how do you say that? What? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, and she's so bad that her parents cannot handle her. And she's like a little girl. They had to buy a separate apartment and take, take everything off the walls and everything down. And the little girl lived in the apartment. And the husband and wife and the son lives in another apartment because they can't handle the, the girl, right? And you look at the mother, you can see she's a nutcase. Oh, wow. A nutcase. I'm saying no wonder the girl's already tripping. Can you imagine being raised by that kind of anger? As a little kid, little kids can't handle that kind of stuff. So if I were you, I would talk to this person tell them, you know what, if you want to get well, you got to forgive your, your parents. you got to drop this anger. I keep telling them, but I think they can't find nothing in his brain. Because it's in his spirit. It. But he's having these seizures, and so I was telling my daughter, well, I was thinking maybe he's bringing them on on his own to get even with his parents. No. You there's a spirit think? inside of him there's that a, make well, him Well, I know that. There's yeah. a spirit in there, yeah. but I think he wills it also. Well, he may. I don't know. But if he forgives, he can go free just like that. And I keep talking to him about that, and he sort of don't want to hear. Yeah. But I keep telling him, you know, you got to forgive your father. you got to forgive. How many people understand you got to forgive? Yes. Because I'm telling you, that anger you have is the spirit, the nature the identity of the devil. That's what it is. It is the identity of the devil inside of you and passed on to you from your parents, most of the time from your parents, or whatever it is that you hate. Yes, sir? When you think about um, uh, how we have a body and we've done nothing to, uh, to create that, or this how the sun moves across the sky, and yeah. everything that just works on its own, to think that we have a will is almost insane. It's, it's totally unnatural. Yes. And that I guess there's some sort of faith and if everything is working like this and so much goes on without us doing anything. And, and it's interesting too because in the Bible God says, you know what, think about the flowers, the lily of the fields. They, they, I take care of them. They're beautiful. They get all they need. You're worth more to me than a flower. And if I'm your father, 
I'll treat you even better. But you can't believe that until you've been born again. You can hear, you can take it on, but until you get to know yourself, it, you can't really uh, perceive what he's talking about. It just sounds good, but you don't really know what he means. So you're absolutely right. He, he's pretty cool. God will take care of him, but you got to die. You got to get to know yourself and be honest about yourself and don't worry about what somebody else is going to think about it. I'm so, I'm so free because I have peace, thanks to God. I could care less what anybody thinks. <coughs> it doesn't even compute to me to think about what somebody thinks about me. It doesn't even register anymore. And when people say, oh, I'm worried about what someone thinks, it seems dumb to me that they would think that. But I understand it. Yes? Did you? Um, when you say things like, you know, you have to forgive and, and uh, you seek God, uh, when, when you're trapped in your ego, it's, uh, it's so easy to then just incorporate that into your ego vision. Yes. And then you uh, can waste a lot of time thinking you're forgiving and all that stuff. And how that all works, I don't, I'm not too sure, but, yeah. yeah. Well, here's how it starts. You got to first realize with yourself, it starts with you, you got to see that you are not in control of your life. Yeah. And the things that you do, you don't want to do. You got to realize that um, uh, you can't change yourself. You know, you got to accept your no good self as you are, but don't hate it. Don't judge it as right or wrong. Just see it. Yeah. And once you can see it, then you start to see what to do from that point forward. Because you will start to overcome it. But the hardest thing in the world to get people to do is to see for themselves and admit who they really are and what they are. That's the problem. They, this ego, this will, which is of the father the devil, doesn't want you to be still and really just keep your eyes on yourself. Because he understands that if you ever should do that, he has no more power over you. None at all. He has to die. Because when you can calm down, it's God who is causing you to calm down, and he's going to rebuke that identity away from you, that spirit that's made a home inside of you. Then he's going to give you his nature, and that's what you live from. So that's why he wants you to calm down. God said that when you pray, just go in your prayer closet, be still, and just know the truth. You don't have to do anything. He would do, do it for you. Yeah, it's calming down. Yes, and that's the problem. Most people say when they sit still to pray, it's like they feel like they're going to explode. They're going to die. It's like it's too much anxiety to sit still because it is in quietness and stillness that heaven and earth is created not in reacting and overreacting and carrying on. And you got to learn to get still. And angry people cannot sit still for a moment. Sometimes I'm on the airplane when I'm flying. The first thing that white people do, <laughs> as soon as they sit down, is pull out a book. That's right. I'm like, can't you just sit? Look, I, I could be Ben Laden sitting over here. You would never know it. Because they go right into a book. <laughs> There's no quiet time, no, no calm down. And I say white people because black people don't read. No, that's not true. No, I'm trying black. <laughs> when I get on, like, even when Patrick traveled with me, he pulled out his computers, just like he set up an office over there. <laughs> and you know what I'm pulling out? My headset so I can look at the movie or listen to some music or something. But I have my quiet time, Same I'm like, difference. Same difference. Sorry. what? Same difference. No, Same difference. but I take my moment to look around me, 
I take my moment to see. I take my moment to see what's going on. And but but I don't. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't get into something right away. I look around me and see what's going on first, so I can be conscious of what. All year, I and that's another thing I bring it up yesterday to Billy. All this year, we've been talking about enduring. Last year, we talked about being present. And the more I talk about it, the more I practice it, it becomes natural to you. If you want to be free, if you really, 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 really want to be free and live your life, you got to forgive and become aware. Become conscious. You never have to worry again. It becomes a natural way of life. You have a different relationship with everything. Consciousness, which is the mind of God, changes your life just like that. Consciousness. That's all you need. You don't need to be trying to force things to happen. You gotta be aware. You just have to, God said that we should have his mind, the mind of God, and that is awareness. The light shining on the darkness so that you can see. There's a light within us. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's a light within us, and that's why he said that the kingdom of heaven is on the inside. There is a light within us that uh, God is our lives and he show us how to live. It made everything possible. I'm telling you the truth. You got to be conscious. And, and then when you are conscious, you have this Lord's Prayer attitude. Our Father, which art in heaven, may your name be holy. Not my name, not your name, not my wife's name, not my mama's name. You know how in the black community, the black woman is holy. She is God. And you don't mess with mama. <laughs> Oh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And that is, I'm telling you, folks, he give you that spiritual bread with your conscience, and he also take care of you physically. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll take a hand here in a minute. I want to finish this prayer. This prayer is not something that you're supposed to be reciting. It is your attitude about, your spiritual attitude about life. You know who God is. He is your father, not you. He is provided for you. Forgive me as I'm forgiving others. And, uh, and do not put us to test, but save us from the evil one. And, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, uh, deliver, what is that? Deliver us from evil. evil. Lead us not into temptation. Yeah, lead us not. God is not going to lead you into temptation. Right. He's not going to do it. He's not going to tempt you. He's not going to lead you into it. He's going to deliver you from it, from that. So when you have that kind of attitude, you would know that. Uh, but save us from the evil one. And then it says, yes, if you forgive others their failings, your heavenly Father will forgive you, yours. But if you do not forgive others, your Father will not forgive your failings either. So you got to forgive if you want to be free, you got to forgive. And you can't have a little bit of unforgiveness because that still is the nature of the devil. You cannot have any unforgiveness at all in your spirit. At all. At all. Because some people say, oh, I forgive a little bit. I have a little bit left. You still have the nature of the devil. Mm -hmm. And the devil is your ego. He is your will. I forgive, but I forget. That's right. And when somebody says, I forgive, but I don't forget, you better run. <laughs> because that unforgetting person is going to destroy you. How are you going to forgive and not forget? That's not forgiveness. 
And then it's, it's weird, too, on the TV show, when they say, well, I'll forgive, but I'll forget. Everybody go, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> when you forgive, if you're remembering, you haven't forgiven. What's the, because unforgiveness is what causes you to remember. And God doesn't remember your sins. Isn't that something? He doesn't remember your sins. Why would you want to remember someone else's sins? You sinner. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, I was just going to say that. that God forgives, you, forgives your sins and, and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Yes. He doesn't even remember them anymore. Isn't that funny? God doesn't even remember your sins. The devil does, though. And, he'll rem- and, your, and, your, and your mama does, your friends, your family member. You live upright. Your family mem- members remember everything you did 50 years ago. You call yourself holy. I remember when you were five years old. You stole that banana. They'll remember, but God doesn't remember. And when you forgive others, starting with your parents first, God, you, you're not going to remember what they did to you either. It's going to be as though it never happened. And that is the truth, so help me God. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I want to say, I want to stand up and say this. Uh-oh. That what you're saying is true. Yes. Um, once upon a time, well, it was about when I was uh Make a long story short because okay. we have. I tried to kill myself. I cut my wrist with a razor blade. And then when, but my father never got out of the bed. My mother did come to help me. My father never did. And I held up against him for, until forever. <laughs> and one time I was telling somebody about it. And I used to always say that he never got up. But this time I was, when I was going to say that, I said he probably couldn't get up. He was so overwhelmed, he couldn't. And that let me know that I actually had forgiven him yeah. without my consciousness being so. Yeah. And that suddenly I understood why he didn't get up, yeah. why he didn't come from behind that curtain. He couldn't. He just couldn't. I'm telling you, folks, in closing, when you truly, truly forgive by real life, that's why another reason you got to get to know yourself, because when you see the things that you do to people, or you have done, and that you've done to yourself, the lies you've told, and you realize, wow, I didn't want to do that to that person. Oh, I wish I had not done those things. It must, you know, it wasn't me. I can't believe I did it. When you can realize that it was something else driving you, it's going to help you realize that the people who traumatized your life could not help themselves and that's what will cause you to forgive them. That's why you got to get to know yourself first and be honest about self so you can change by forgiving others. Because the people who traumatize your life, they're going through hell too. They're of their father the devil. Why do you think God keeps letting us die off and, and bringing in more people? He's trying to get the thing right. <laughs> why are you up there crying at a funeral? He's over there somebody to make another baby so he can finally get this thing right. If you forgive, you will start a new generation. It's a, it's a waste of your life to hold on to hatred. And you're never going to have this lost prayer attitude with hatred in your heart. So when you pray, what I would recommend is that you go into your prayer closet, shut up, be still, and let the truth catch up with you. God is very smart. He's very bright. He knows what you need, and he will provide. He will or will. You don't have to go in there carrying on. He said that you don't even know what to pray for anyway. You don't know what to ask for. You ask the wrong things. So when you pray, just be still and know the truth, all right? Just sit quietly and, and know the truth. 
And uh, I have a, a little CD I made. You can have it free. And it's a prayer CD that shows you how to go into your prayer closet, sit down, and, and, and just let go. Just sit quietly. Just follow the instruction. And I'm telling you, he will do the rest. All right? You will be able to overcome the ego of your father, the devil, and take on the, the, the love of God, and he will guide you. All right? Thank you so much, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you, guys. We're out of time. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.